welcome to the Confidence Conversation podcast with me, Joy Burnford. This show explores the world of women, work, and what it takes to feel more confident. A lack of confidence is not a crime. So if you need some motivation, inspiration, or a boost of confidence, grab a cuppa, go for a dog walk, or escape for a drive, and join us for today's conversation about confidence. Our focus for this season is the four M's, which are monthlies, miscarriage, maternity, and menopause, and how these can affect women at work. I'll be talking to some incredible women and experts from around the world to share their real-life stories, advice, and tips to inspire you in your career. And I'd like to say a big thank you to the Surrey Park Clinic for sponsoring this season. Many of us don't prioritise our health. Whether we're juggling work, home life, or family, we often put our health concerns to the bottom of the list. But going through periods, gynae concerns, fertility problems, pregnancy and menopause can be physically and emotionally draining and can affect our confidence. The Surrey Park Clinic can help and will put your health first. They're offering our listeners 10% off all initial consultations when you reference this podcast. So to find out more, see the link in the show notes or just visit the surreyparkclinic.co.uk. delighted to welcome Julie Collins-Powell as my guest today. Julie works at Rathbone Brothers PLC and was a champion of the period and menopause group at her previous organisation. Today we'll be talking about something that is still regarded a taboo in the workplace, how to manage your periods at work. Good morning, Julie, and welcome to the Confidence Conversation. Thank you, Joy. It's lovely to have you here. And today we're going to be talking about something that is still regarded a taboo in the business context. We're talking about women's periods. Not something you hear often talked about in business. <laughs> Not in the workplace. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your background, if that's okay, and why this subject matters to you. So I am 43 years old and I have had periods since I was 11 years old. So it's a really big topic in my life and something that I'm passionate about and I want to stop making it a taboo in the workplace. So as I said, I've suffered for many years and I've been working since I was 15. So it's an awfully long time to be working and suffering from severe periods. Two and a half years ago, I created a group called the Period and Menopause Champions in a previous workplace, and I was the champion of champions. And it's because I was something I'm really passionate about. I want to, as I said, stop making it a taboo, bring it out into the open, and recognise that you know half of the workforce are women, and so half of your workforce are more than likely going to suffer from periods in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, on a regular basis. On a regular basis, yeah. Interesting. I've never heard of a periods champion, which is, have you heard of other people doing that? No, we did start off looking at menopause champions and decided that periods were a big thing as well, you know, and so it covers a wide age of people. So uh, it was something that we wanted to bring in because you can also have time off work, stressful conditions when you're on your periods, not just during the menopause. So that's why we decided to club the two together. Amazing. Was it supported well by the women? Absolutely. 
absolutely. We had about 30 champions that volunteered and we had support from senior stakeholders, men and women. And we ran monthly calls, meetings online. And, you know, we were having over 100 people attend these meetings every month. And we would have people emailing us and asking us questions. Again, it was men and women that were asking us questions. What were the men asking about how to deal with women who, (laughs) grumpy women? (laughs) Absolutely, how to deal with teenage girls, you know, with wives, sisters, friends, colleagues. They were all interested to find out, you know, more about what we were doing as champions, what support and help we could offer them. Generally, sometimes just talk about, you know, what's it like for women going through their periods in work, you know, mainly male managers who really just wanted some help and support and were really open to the fact we were there to help them. How were those kind of monthly calls structured? Did you have a particular topic or how did it work? We changed them every month. We had a set agenda. We had guest speakers. So we had some of our champions would talk about their conditions or their backstories. And we'd have guest speakers. We'd also do a little signposting information section, give people some links to different websites that they could go and do their own research on. We'd do a little quiz to make sure people were paying attention. (laughs) So we tried to make it as fun as possible because it's not really a subject that's fun. (laughs) You know, so the more fun you make it, the more people will take it in and be interested and engage with us. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So tell me, let's talk about the impact of periods on working women. So I know you've personally experienced dealing with heavy periods at work. Without getting too gruesome, can you tell me about the challenges that you faced? You know, how many days have you been affected? And, you know, how have you kind of dealt with that? So I am quite fortunate that I have been very regular, but I've been unfortunate in the fact that they are severe. So at least the first two days of my monthly, I'm out. The cramps are severe. There is risk of flooding. And when you're in work, that's not a place that you want to be. You know, there's severe headaches and just generally feeling exhausted with the whole cycle. And in work, that's not a really good place to be because you have to concentrate this stress and anxiety and the worry of, am I going to flood? Am I going to be able to cope? Am I going to be able to not make people realize I'm suffering with cramps? It's a huge challenge once a month. Yeah, it's really bad, isn't it? You sort of imagine, you can't imagine sort of, uh, I'm nothing against men at all, but you know, you can imagine if, if a man's sitting there and bleeding, like, you know, gushing out blood, you know, it's not the kind of thing that you just would sit and put up with, would it? No, no. And I think women are a lot more emotional than what men are. And I think, you know, men men might be able to just get up and deal with it. But as women, I know a lot of us sit and stress and worry about it. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's a difficult one to be in. It is difficult. So tell me about, there are obviously some recognised medical conditions relating to periods such as endometriosis. I'll say it for you. I know you find it difficult to say that <laughs> word. <laughs> Um, And this is something I only learned about a few years ago. Can you just outline some of that for our listeners who may not know about it? Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm just caveating that I'm not a medical expert, but I have spoken to hundreds of women and lots of them have suffered with this. So 
it's a growing of cells outside of the uterus and the symptoms can be pelvic pain, severe pelvic pain, heavy periods, infertility and just generally a huge bloating of the stomach during, you know, any time in their cycle. It tends to happen women in their 30s to 40s. That's when the onset happens. So, you know, there's a lot more women out there that suffer from this that don't even realize they're suffering from it. It's not until they've pressured their doctors to do more tests that they find out they are suffering from this. It needs to be more widely recognized. And it's tricky, isn't it? Because some people may not want to necessarily talk about these things at work as well. I mean, what's your feeling that do you think women want to talk about these issues more? Or, you know, what is it that needs to change, I guess, is the question. They definitely want to talk about it more. It's, as you mentioned at the beginning of this, not to be too gruesome about it. So it's finding that fine line of talking about periods or, or monthlies or time of the month. It's finding that the right naming convention for it and finding the right people to engage with. It's quite embarrassing to talk to a male about this. So, you know, finding an ally that you work with, someone, you know, appear to your boss to speak to them about it because they'll be going through the same if they're lucky. I mean, some people don't have periods but can still suffer symptoms of periods. So it's finding the right balance to talk about it. But I mean, from some of the studies we've done, over 57% of women do not want to talk about it. They will not talk about their period in work. And that's so sad because the majority of them they will suffer and they suffer in silence. And I suppose if they're not particularly suffering from it, then there's no need. I suppose it's looking at when there isn't, you know, when when there's something going on outside of work that's causing you know, pain or, or uncomfort or whatever. Absolutely. I mean, if, you, if you're lucky enough not to suffer severe symptoms and you can, you know, you just breeze nicely through your monthlies, then brilliant. But I think there's a there's a lot of sympathetic ears out there that will also listen to you, even if they don't know or understand what you're going through. And I think with the increase of flexible working, I think that can only just, you know, can only help really with with this, because it means that people don't have to necessarily give a reason for working from home, for example, if it's, you know, they can potentially, if they can manage their diary, pick a time to work from home if that suits and not necessarily put things in their diary when they know they're going to be, you know, suffering. That's it. Like the beginning the first two days or first thing in the morning could be horrendous for women. I, I know it is for me. So I try not to book meetings before 10 o'clock because I know that will be the worst time and I can get myself together, composed. I can prepare myself for when I was going into the office and even now working from home, you know, I know I can sit here with a hot water bottle and no one needs to see it, even if my camera's on, which which my current workplace, we all put our cameras on for calls and meetings, but no one will know I've got a hot water bottle just, just sat. I just have to take the pain away from my face. <laughs> I do hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I want to take a moment to tell you a little bit more about my reasons for doing this podcast. At My Confidence Matters, our mission is to advance gender equality through building confidence and capability. 
I'm passionate about enabling every woman to have the confidence to progress in their career. And I love talking to and sharing women's stories to inspire others. This podcast forms a small part of what we do. And if you think there's room for improvement in the way your organisation understands and manages the issues, barriers and obstacles that women face in the workplace, please do get in touch or tell your HR contact about us. There's a link in the show notes. And don't forget, if women's health issues are impacting you at work, the highly experienced team of specialist fertility and women's health consultants, nurses and sonographers at the Surrey Park Clinic are offering you 10% of all initial consultations when you reference this podcast. So I know, you know, period issues can affect every area of your life and well-being, including work. Can you talk a little bit about, about that? So, you know, how it affects your mental health, relationships, confidence, that sort of thing. Yeah, so a lot of women lack confidence, especially around career progress, because they know that their period can hold them back on a monthly basis. They also are aware that menopause is coming as well. So that's another factor that women don't want to pursue their career. And uh, and we, we can tend to suffer in silence. And then that will affect your personal relationships with your partner, with your friends, with your family. You know, a, a big thing is to talk about this with anyone who you can talk to about it. You know, my, my best friends are the most important part of my life when I talk to them about periods. But my husband and my 22-year-old son also know all about this because it gives them a greater understanding of if I'm sat crying or if I'm a bit snappy. Each one of us have the app, a period tracing app, so they know now. My son thinks, oh, mum's being a bit snappy today, and he can look on the app and he goes, that's why mum's being a bit snappy today. You know, so it it's just being open and honest with them and let them have an understanding of what I'm going through. But it can be hard to talk. But even writing it down in a diary could help. It's It's just putting it out there. It's getting it off your chest. So we know also that our monthly cycle can affect our energy and productivity levels um, at different stages. So I'm interested to know if it's come up in your group conversations or if you've got any personal experience of this, you know, about how productive you might feel at work. You know, how does it affect you, you know, your, your energy and productivity? Yeah, I mean, it certainly decreases energy levels during your period. And it did come up a lot in our group we decided to spin a positive on it and say, well, what can we do to increase our energy, to increase our concentration? Because we know we were all tracking by this point of when it was happening. So it'd be things like drink a pint of water. It can really help. It's so simple that you just don't think about it, but drink that pint of water and it will give you some energy. Go and stand outside the front door and just get a couple of minutes of fresh air because that can really help with your energy and your concentration. And just track and note when you're feeling tired. You know, it could be, I don't know if you want to do a couple of star jumps, if you feel confident to do that while you're on your period, you know, just five minutes. That's all it takes to bring you back to focus and to bring those energy levels back up. And a lot of ladies in our group tried this and it really helped them. That's brilliant. And I think it's a basic things, isn't it? Eat, drink, a, drink some water, get some fresh air. I mean, it's, it's the kind of thing we can often go through a whole day and forget, actually, we need to drink. 
absolutely. Interesting. So as I said earlier, periods are still a taboo subject. And we've talked a little bit about how to talk to line managers. Do you have any other advice around, you know, should women raise these issues at work and, you know, how they can go about it? How should they approach their their manager? Absolutely. I know that a lot of workplaces now have a women's network or a women's group. So, you know, maybe start off, this is how we started off with a women in technology group and broke away into our period and menopause group. So it's finding the right settings for you to raise it and say, you know, do we have a period policy? Some workplaces do have period policies. What would that contain, the period policy? So it regards things like time off, help and advice where you can go to, flexible working. It could also be we introduced uh, free sanitary products into the toilets in the office. So, you know, it was like there will always be something available to you. It can contain things like that. They are still relatively new, but I think if more people talk about it and the more people do research, then they should become the norm because it is a condition. Brilliant. So any other sort of practice, you're coming up with some amazing practical tips and advice here, you know, tips and advice for women who are, you know, managing their periods at work. Any other, so you've talked about an, you know, an app. Can you give me some names of some good apps that people could perhaps look at? Or we can put them on the show notes as well if, if people want. If you go in your app store and type period diary, that's one I've got, it's PD's got a flower on it. It's really good. My Fitbit also tracks. So if anyone has a Fitbit or an iPhone, then that can help you track and and you can put symptoms how you're feeling you log the exact days it it tells you your cycles so you know when things are varying and it can also pop up if you set the notifications just to give you some tips and hints around your cycle so yeah there's there's quite a few of them out there have you read the book period by emma barnett it's a very good one if you haven't she presents women's hour it's definitely worth a read for anybody (laughs) It's all about getting the word out there and passing it on to people to read the book as well about how to to read. So looking back, you're obviously much more informed now and aware of how you manage your periods at work. You know, looking back, you know, what's your one tip for women who are struggling to manage their periods at work? Definitely track your periods and recognise the signs every month. I recognised that a week and a half before my period, I would get a massive headache and like my jaw would hurt so recognizing that's going to happen exactly a week and a half before so try not to book any meetings try to be prepared with you know forehead or paracetamol but I think the most important thing is is to find someone to talk to about it and get that message out and get people more engaged talking about it because we suffer in silence too much around our periods and we have been for centuries but you know let's start making the changes now and wouldn't it be wonderful if people listening to this podcast could go and then set up you know a period group in their businesses wouldn't that be amazing it would be phenomenal and it's such a worthy thing to do it really is and it helps so much we may have people listening to this podcast who are, say, line managers or colleagues of people or friends of people who do suffer and they don't suffer themselves. You know, what do you think they can do to show support in the workplace to people who are, you know, what can they say? Listen when people want to talk to you about it. Don't try and be an expert. 
just listen to people and then maybe offer them advice of, oh, have you tried searching on the internet? Have you tried to just offer them suggestions because people will come to you for reassurance. They'll come to just get it off their chest and they might not think of the obvious, like the drink a pint of water to make you feel a bit more awake. It's the simple things that we tend to forget because we get all worried and confused in our own mind and and stressed and anxious around what can I do when I can't see a way out. And especially when you're on your period, you start thinking that even more. So just listen and be there for them and try and help them to progress whatever they want to within the company. If it's a period group, if it's a period policy, if it's just an awareness day, you know, just try and help them as much as you can. Fantastic. And and if any listeners want additional support, any sort of top tips on where they can go to find out any sort of good websites that you could, I mean, you mentioned the period app. I don't have any specific websites, but there's so much out there. And you'll find that a lot of websites say the same thing. And then it will stick into your head and it'll make it clear and it'll make you feel that this is normal because it is normal. It's happening every month if you're lucky enough. (laughs) Oh, exactly. And it's uh, something we just often just, you know, we're so used to it. We just put up with it, don't we? We do. We do. And we have done for many years and it needs to stop. You know, we need to start talking about this more. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Julie, for your words of wisdom and everything to do with periods. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. And that's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll be back again soon with another Confidence Conversation. If you know anyone who might find this podcast useful, please do pass on the link and it would give me a real confidence boost if you could subscribe, rate, and leave a review. If you like what you've heard, join us at the confidenceconversation.club where I'll be sharing tips and notes from each episode and you can send in your ideas for future topics. And remember, you can get 10% off all initial consultations at the Surrey Park Clinic when you reference this podcast. To book, get in touch at thesurreyparkclinic.co.uk. Thank you, and until the next time, bye for now.